Guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Bird Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity, and up your you. I'm your host, Isaiah, and it's still spooky season, so we're still tackling spooky feelings. Um, And when I say spooky feelings, it just means um, the things we're afraid to say out loud. Um, Because we're afraid that it may make us look a certain way. Sounds silly, whatever the case may be. Spooky feelings. Feelings are spooky. Vulnerability is spooky. Um, But we're going to talk about it today. Uh, I want to ask you something, a very honest question. (sighs) (laughs) Do you seek out people who you know are going to let you down? I'll ask that again. Do you cultivate relationships with people who you inevitably know on some sublevel are going to let you down? And I'm not just saying by them being human, but by them being the kind of person you're not looking for. Let's use emotionally unavailable. <laughs> uh, probably got your wheels turning. This is great. This is good. Um, we're going to talk about it. And uh, I'm going to share something with you that I did this week, conversation that I had this week, and uh, maybe it'll help you out a little bit. All right. So um, I was about to say, pack up your bags. Mm, Shit. Pack up your bags. Um, (laughs) uh, Empty that suitcase. Um, But if you're driving, wear your seatbelt. If you're at home, wear your seatbelt. And uh, let's just go along for this ride. And by the end of the ride, you should have a lot less things in your your book bag or your backpack or your purse or your whatever, your fanny pick, you know, um, less baggage. Right. All right. So uh, stay tuned. years ago it's used in the workplace apparently it's called the peter principle where it's like you put people um and it kind of applies to this but you put people in high positions and they don't go beyond that right um and then you put the the people that have potential to do great and be great you keep them in a lower position, right? It's the Peter principle. It's like the uh, the lazy person, in other words, rises to the top for some reason, while the the hard worker, the diligent worker, the one who shows up on time and leaves late, stays in that position, right? They never they never rank, and it's kind of shitty. Um, <laughs> And it's very much a thing in in the workplace, um, which is why a lot of times management is seems to be very incompetent. Like they don't know what they're doing, but the people under them 
seems to be teaching them <laughs> what they need to know, right? It's that weird thing where it's like, you're not even qualified for this spot, but you're in it. How? And I bust my ass, but I'm not there. What is that? Right? So keep that little tidbit in mind. And now I want you to look at your relationships. Now, it's there's a full moon in Aries and Aries and Libra. So if you're Aries, your sister sign is Libra. <laughs> you guys didn't expect my uh, a little woo-woo knowledge, did you? But yes, Aries is in, in is, is uh, I think Aries is in conjunct with some other shit, but is uh, Aries in Libra, right? And um, basically it's dealing a lot with relationships, uh, repressed emotions. It seems like every moon is all about relationships or something, but like your one-to-one connections, et cetera. Um, for me, it was that. And it's been very much that, like very on brand in terms of like what I've been working through in terms of relationships and everything like that. And, um, you know, the conversations have been around that. So I was talking to someone earlier this week and we were just having the conversation. And we do this thing as as people, uh, especially when we've kind of been in this cycle of uh, just people who didn't show up, right? Despondent, um, not supported by, if you're hyper-independent, whatever the case may be. You do this thing where you acquire emotionally unavailable relationships. And the reason why, I didn't say attract, because you you don't, you know, the whole thing, you are what you attract, I don't think is fully true because you can be a pretty solid person and attract people who just want to use you, Right? Um, that happens. Does it make you a user? Absolutely not. <laughs> you know, so that's not true and it, it can confuse you. Um, but we attract a lot of things, but what we acquire is up to us, right? So if somebody's constantly saying, you know, I keep having these emotionally unavailable relationships or whatever the case be, a relationship. As soon as you say relationship and you say it in plural, that is a telltale for me right? Because you keep having these relationships and it's a pattern of people, of a person that you're, 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 um, acquiring. Why is that? It can't be the other person all the time, right? The calls are coming from inside the house. I said that before. And I like to put that on the person because ownership, right? Ownership. And at some point in time, you have to take accountability for, what space you're allowing um, for other people to exist in, um, what space you're creating for other people to exist in, correct? And if you have a tendency to constantly acquire emotionally unavailable relationships, what am I doing? What am I doing? Because a relationship can only exist if you invite it in, right? It's like a vampire. Energy vampires. <laughs> they can only exist if you invite them in, right? Oh, that's right on brand and spooky. Let's go, universe. Thank you. Thank you. Um, energy vampires can only exist if you invite them in, right? So if somebody is is constantly unsupportive, they're not showing up, they're inconsistent, yada, yada, yada. They've developed patterns and they've shown you 
who they are and what they're what they're about. So why do you keep doing it, right? To think a little bit further, what if I told you that subconsciously, on a on a on a on some level, you know exactly who someone is, um, and you know that they're bound to let you down, and that's why you choose them. That's why you choose them. Uh, it's the concept of like a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If I'm always let down, then I have no real, um, it's never going to be my fault, right? It's never going to be my fault. So that's why, you know, somebody's like, oh yeah, I'm always giving and no one shows up and everything like that. Like, all right, well, who are you giving to? What do they look like? Why do you keep giving? Right? At some point in time, you have to hold yourself accountable. And a lot of times people are so afraid of being alone that they would rather be in this situation and complain about a person that they have no desire to change the relationship with. That's also a thing too. It's like, all right, so this shit keeps happening. You're aware of it. Um, why aren't you doing anything about it? Right. And, um, I remember somebody co commented on one of my TikToks, uh, cause what was the, what was the video about? I forget what, but they were basically saying how they're the self-aware one in their relationship and it's so hard being the self-aware one in your relationship. And I was like, hmm, okay. A couple of things came up for me because, and it, it may, it rubbed me wrong because for, for one, you're in a relationship with someone, right? You're like publicly humiliating them. <laughs> That's one. Two. How self-aware are you that you are sitting here saying that you're in a relationship with somebody who's not self-aware, but you're still in that relationship with them? So again, how self-aware are you, right? Because you're no better than this other person, because if this person is not self-aware and you are, you are actively choosing to not do anything about it. This other person is just that they're not aware. So what can I do that I'm not aware of? You get me? So that in itself was like information for me. And I asked the question, I was like, with the information that you know about your relationship and who you are and who the other person is, what are you willing to do about it? Radio silence. And that's the thing, right? When we say that a person's not doing this or they do this or they disappoint us, and it's, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Right? And that's when it, it, it gets, you know, it gets a little murky because it's like, well, it's not that easy to just walk away from somebody. Or I didn't say you had to necessarily walk away from them. I said, what are you going to do about it? Why did you jump to walking away? If that's what comes to your mind first, then that means that you've considered it. So why haven't you done it? Right? Too often, we'd rather be in situations that keep us in a certain place of quote unquote comfort um, versus making an uncomfortable decision that will benefit us in the long run, right? Talked about being the bad guy or right being selfish, right? Holding, holding, holding firm to certain things or letting a pattern continue because you don't want to be seen as the bad guy or you don't want to hurt the other person, et cetera. It's all a way to keep us from making uncomfortable decisions, honestly. 
and then we seek we 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 cultivate relationships with people who are a reflection of other people right and it's weird but it's like i if if i create a relationship with an emotionally unavailable person i will always have something to chew on i'll always be fed i'll always be eating junk food right <laughs> cuz i'll stay hungry right my needs are not being met i stay hungry but I'm always eating junk food, a.k.a. my relationship with them is always hot and cold and it's breadcrumbed and a lot of it's just not healthy for me. It's continuous, but it's only continuing because I keep showing up. You get me? Um, if you want to stop having emotionally unavailable relationships, you have to be more available for yourself. Right. It's it's very simple math, but it's work that people don't want to do. Um and that's why a lot of times when people ask me for advice, it's like, you know what choices you have to make. You want me to make the choice for you. And I'm not going to do that because it's none of my business. On top of that, the advice that I give you, I know you're not going to take it. Why? Because it's uncomfortable. <laughs> you get me? Um, and it's not about being in a world of isolation. Like, that's not my goal here. Um, I was talking to my, my homie the other day and we deduce. It's like, I love people love them how they move <laughs> not my top five <laughs> so I'm picky about people the reason why is because people right people are people are people are people and when we understand that one we stop holding people to a certain um stop holding them on a pedestal right someone asked me on my IG, they were like, why, um, why do we hold people to a standard that they're not capable of meeting? Well, because you know, they fit the narrative. That's one, you know, they're going to let you down. So of course you're going to put them in that position because it gives you something to chew on. If this person lets you down, then it goes back to you having to heal from something. Um, being in this space of despair, recreating a narrative that, um, you're used to where people don't show up for you. So you, um, you reinforce the belief that you're not deserving, right? Because if I focus on, if I have to constantly be fixated on somebody who's not showing up for me, that means that I am also not showing up for myself because I'm busy, right? I got things to do. I got to think about this relationship. So I don't have time for me because this relationship is bringing me down. All right, leave the relationship. Oh, it's not that simple. Uh, kind of is to some degree, right? And on top of this, right? Somebody says, "Well, yeah, I'm married and I'm with kids and all this other stuff." Okay. Well, I want to tell you something. People show us exactly who they are the first time. Some people may disagree, but I'm gonna tell you something right now. If you're an adult, right? If you're an adult and you're in a relationship with someone. Don't think about the relationship in just face value. What I'm saying to you is this. By the time you meet this person, there have been years of patterns reinforced, habits reinforced, a certain mindset reinforced, right? A certain belief system reinforced, a moral compass reinforced, right? Potential trauma that has also enforced or influenced who they are. You got a whole ass person in front of you that's beyond the narrative that you're trying to create about them. Just like you're a whole ass person 
when you show up. You have certain beliefs. You have certain values. Your moral compass is a certain way. So what makes you think that the person on the other side is is less, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Less grounded in who they are when it, like in comparison to you. They're no different, right? And if you take yourself into consideration a little bit more, you recognize your your icks, your ticks. You know, if you are very mindful of how certain things came to be, like the origin story of why you move, then you will see another person as the same, right? So people don't change. People don't really change that much, especially as we get older. Why? Because we're tired, right? The desire to learn something new just isn't there a lot of times. It's not there. So it's very easy to stay in what we know versus be somebody different. And even if we try to present ourselves as something new, it's only going to last for, I'd say, 90 days, right? When you get a job, 90 days. You get me? 30 days to start a habit, right? But 90 days typically for somebody to kind of start showing their true colors. And they've probably shown you from the get-go, you just may not know what you're looking for or you look past it. Why? Because you want this relationship to work so much that you're willing to compromise your truth to have a distorted reality with someone else. People are always showing us exactly who they are. We are always playing show and tell with other people, right? Because we want to matter. We want to feel validated. We want to be liked. So we're going to kind of show people those things. And sometimes we show people our real truth without us being aware. And sometimes the other person not being aware, but does not mean that somebody did not show you who they were. So the surprise, right? Oh, this person, they just changed overnight, whatever the case. They didn't. They didn't change over. And you know that, right? Because it's easier to say, yeah, this person is just a whole nother person. Versus you being like, well, yeah, there are some things that I ignored in the beginning, right? I, I ignored some things. It's easier, okay? Because we don't want to look like a failure. We don't want to look like a bad guy. And we don't want to look like um, we did the thing wrong. So it's easy to be like, yeah, this person changed. Because if somebody changes on you, it's out of your hands. Like, I didn't know this was going to happen. It just, it just kind of happened. It's like, but did it though? Did it really? Right? So again, choosing people that we know are going to let us down keeps the pattern going of what we know. Right? And it keeps people from getting close to us. Right? If you fear intimacy to some degree, as much as you say you value it, it's like, all right, cool. If you value intimacy to a certain capacity, you will understand yourself a little bit more, why you do the things that you do, how you move, whatever the case may be, because that is intimate, very, very intimate. You get me? It's a very intimate, true thing. Um, I was, I sat down this week and it's a couple of relationships I've had in question, right? I've been questioning and I was like, well, is, are my feelings rooted in fear? Are my feelings rooted in truth, right? So I wrote a pros and cons list. Uh, a couple of different people I wrote a pros and cons list. One person, I wrote out the pros list. And I could probably write out more, actually. <laughs> the pros, they, they just kept going. 
and the only con was like an inconsistency in communication. And it was probably more in frequency of communication versus inconsistency, right? Because they're not really an inconsistent person at all. Um, so there was that. And I was like, okay, I see this list. Pros, long. <laughs> Cons, nothing. Nothing bad to say, right? Then I wrote out another person. Pros, empty. Cons, long ass list, right? Sometimes we just have to go back to basics and we look at the relationships that we are, are cultivating and then we ask ourselves, all right, cool, why? Why? You know, and you could do that. If there are relationships and questions that you, you have right now, write out a pros and cons list. And I want you to be very honest, very honest, right? Ego aside, what is this person showing me? Because sometimes we are seeking, um, we're looking through the lens of our wounds versus like seeing somebody for who they are, Right? And that's why I did this because, like I said, relationships are important to me. And some people I rock with hard, right? So I'm going to do the work on my end to figure out exactly what's going on before I bring it to the other person because it's not always the other person doing the thing, okay? Sometimes we just need to create clarity for ourselves and hold ourselves accountable, right? Is the fear rooted in truth? Or is the feelings rooted in truth or are the feelings rooted in fear? Okay. And it's so good to just look. I'm actually looking at the list now. <laughs> and it's it's interesting to kind of see, you know, sometimes your 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 feelings about one person can be rooted in fear. Your fears about another person or your feelings about another person can be rooted in truth, right? It is not hypothetical. It's like literally write out the truth of a, of a relationship with the person. Like true, false kind of deal. But pros and cons for sure. Because what I wrote out about one person had necessarily nothing to do with me, but just who they are as an individual. Okay. Then the other person also didn't really have anything to do with me. Yes and no. I'm looking at the list now. Hmm. I will say in terms of like how how they handled the relationship with me. Um very 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 uh cloudy. <laughs> right? And it's interesting when you watch someone do things for other people and they shortchange you. And you're like, but, you know, I show up for this person, yada, yada, yada. Stop showing up. What do you lose? If somebody hasn't been there for you, right? And you stop being there for them. What do you lose? Like, really process that reality. What do I lose by no longer being present for somebody who's not available for me? I don't lose anything. Right? So do the thing that makes you uncomfortable because it's going to create a space of safety for you in the long run. 
again, this is also you working towards not being emotionally unavailable, right? We have to stop choosing people. First off, we have to decide that we're going to write a new narrative. We're going to write a completely new story. And in this story, we are the main character for one. (laughs) Secondly, we don't have people on a journey with us who are not really there for us. Okay. And when you do that, it changes things. Stop choosing people you know are going to let you down. You're going to have to call yourself on your own shit. Because again, if we have a history of relationships with mostly unavailable people, what are we looking past? What's going on? What am I doing? What am I not doing? Okay, because at some point in time, we have to take ownership, guys. That's the only way we can go get past this little hump. Take ownership. Yeah, you know what? I do keep choosing these relationships. Why? Because to some degree, it feels comfortable. It feels familiar to me, right? It feels familiar. And this person is always giving me something to chew on. I'm not properly nourished. I'm, I'm eating junk food. Because this person keeps breadcrumbing me or they don't really give me anything that's substantial, right? So I'm eating junk food. This relationship is junk food. But I always have something to chew on. And then we look at somebody who doesn't really ignite certain parts of us, our insecurities, whatever, and we call them boring. That's a thing too, right? Oh, yeah, this person is boring. They don't give me butterflies. Yeah, they're not igniting your trauma, (laughs) Right. They're not activating your nervous system in such a way. Right. When we say, you know, pay attention to the people that feel like home, if you had a home that was full of chaos, then no. You don't go, you don't you don't seek out those people. Familiarity and comfort is not the same thing as safe. And a lot of times people say, oh, yeah, you're playing it safe. No, you're playing it comfortable because safety is a form of protection. And sometimes we are not. We, we think we're protecting ourselves, but instead we're just being very comfortable, okay? The safe work sometimes looks like the scary work. Sometimes it's the things you don't want to do because I'm safe. I'm taken care of. I'm protected. I'm not comfortable, but I am protected. Walking away from a relationship that that doesn't serve, it doesn't make me feel comfortable, but I'm safe now. I'm protected. I took care of myself. Making a list of pros and cons in relationships, it's uncomfortable, but I'm safe now because I know what I'm looking at. I'm protecting myself. You get me? But you have to be real with yourself. Because again, people cannot be invited in unless you invite them in. Own your shit. Okay? And someone's like, well, how do you stop being emotionally unavailable? Well, start spending more time with your feelings and recognize what you're doing and how you escape yourself. As much as we talk about love languages, it's like, all right, cool. How do you sabotage that then? If quality time's your thing, why do you isolate? Words of affirmation is your thing. Why do you talk shit to yourself? Right? Access service is your thing. 
right? Why don't you do the things that you know make you feel good? Why don't you journal? And I ask myself that sometimes. Why don't I? I write everything. I'm a writer. I love writing. And sometimes I don't do it. It's because I'm tired, <laughs> right? Or because I don't want to do it because it's going to require a certain part of me I'm not willing to necessarily sit with, right? Or I'll think about it before I even do it. Pay attention to the narrative that you're creating, guys. And own your truth, own your shit. And if you're worried about being alone, honestly, you'd rather be in a relationship that you feel lonely in any way versus actually being in your own company and learn something new about yourself. Adjust your priorities. Okay? But what do I know? <laughs> I hope you guys have an amazing week. And I hope you guys pay more attention to the people in your life who are... Um, who are fitting your narrative in terms of what you're used to and who are giving you a reason to stay comfortable. Something to think about. All right. Um, hope you have an amazing week. Uh, if you didn't check out the Night Owl, yes, we are back, baby. And uh, I'm excited. I'm just truly excited to, to be writing again and just uh, sharing stories with you guys because, again, this is what I do. And it's I enjoy it. I enjoy it. It's going to be some new voices coming in the mix and uh, just people that I love working with. So stay tuned for that, okay? Uh, but, yeah, with all that being said, take care of yourselves. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And take flight.